welcome to The Parent Pod, a happy place to find out all about pregnancy and the start of parenthood from the information-packed babycentre.co.uk. Hello, I'm Lucy. And I'm Claire. And we're here with a podcast for every week of your pregnancy, full of really useful takeaway information, candid admissions from our own experiences, having both had two children, and top advice from experts. We won't leave you holding the baby either. This podcast series takes you right up to when your new baby is 12 weeks old. Right, by the end of this week, you'll have finished the first trimester, Claire. Oh, the second trimester is within sight. And for most people, it's like an oasis of calm, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Fingers crossed it'll be like that for you. Because it is often an easier stage of pregnancy, isn't it? The second trimester. Yeah. Anyway, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Roll on, part one. What's happening for baby? Come on, Lucy. Fruit or vegetable analogy, please. Okay, your baby is now the length of a pea pod. Ah, oh, I love it. Yeah, it's about 7.4 centimetres, being to very be specific. Yeah. Yeah. From crown to rump and weighs nearly 23 grams. His head makes up about a third of his body, so quite quite long. Oh, yeah. And inside that head of his, his brain is becoming more complex. Tiny fingerprints are forming on his fingers and he may even start to suck his thumb this week, which is crazy. Oh, that's cute. If you're having a boy, his testicles are finished developing. And if you're having a girl, her ovaries have now formed. But you wouldn't be able to tell what you're having from a scan just yet, would you? No, a bit too soon just yet. What's having for you? So, as we've said, at the end of this week, you'll have completed your first trimester. Oh, it's such a milestone. It It feels good to get to this stage, doesn't it? It really does. Especially as for most women, those early pregnancy symptoms such as morning sickness and sore breasts are going to start to ease off soon. Yeah, that's brilliant news. I wouldn't underestimate what a boost that can be, don't you think? Oh, I was so ready for the sickness to stop by this point. Oh, gosh, yes. And if you've been feeling tired and nauseous in your first trimester, then starting to feel well again is such a relief. Oh, it really is. Although some women, they find they might start to worry a bit about whether they're still pregnant. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's completely normal, though. I think ask your pregnant friends and you'll find out that you're not the only one. Yeah, strange it sounds. You may even just start to miss these little reminders that you're expecting. But it won't be too long before you'll get a visual. Your bump's going to start to emerge over the next few weeks as your womb continues to expand. So as your baby gets bigger, the extra weight may put a strain on your back and pelvis. But we'll talk about that in future weeks. On the plus side, you're probably starting to get that pregnancy glow. Oh, yes. And your hair will be feeling fuller and more glossy, hopefully, which is an actual thing. So there are some definite bonuses. I loved that. Too much to ask. Okay, this week we're asking, how should I handle comments about my size? Because there's a slightly weird thing that happens when you're pregnant, which is that everyone feels that they can comment on your appearance. Oh, groan. Yeah, I think I was told I was hardly showing and looked about ready to drop on the same day once. (laughs) I had that. I was overweight when I was pregnant and I remember a woman at work, who I have to say was far bigger than me, Ah. called me fat throughout most of my pregnancy. Oh, what a delight. It was so rude. Yeah. (laughs) One day I completely flipped and I'd had enough and in a really busy office just saying I'm not fat I am pregnant please stop using that word and uh, it worked because she never called me fat again I bet she didn't that's brilliant being told that you look big can make you feel lovely and glowing or it can obviously make you feel really self-conscious and worried about your weight so particularly if body image is a bit of an issue for you and remember you are growing a baby and weight gain is expected 
So let's talk facts. You don't need to eat any more calories until the third trimester. And even then, it's only an additional 200 calories, isn't it? I know. So only a small bowl of cereal or a slice of toast with some beans. Lucy, I know there are risks associated with being heavier. So what are they? Well, your chance of developing gestational diabetes is higher. Oh, yeah. That's the type of diabetes you get while you're pregnant. You're more likely to develop high blood pressure. And when it comes to having your baby, your chances of having a cesarean are also a bit higher. But now isn't really the time to go on a strict diet, is it? No, if you're concerned about your weight, then the big headline message is talk to your midwife. That's exactly the kind of question that she's there to answer. And they expect pregnant women to have all these sorts of questions. Yeah, definitely. We spoke to baby centre midwife Emma to find out what you should know about being plus sized and pregnant. So being overweight in pregnancy is a very common feature and lots of people worry about it. There are different classifications of being overweight, but generally speaking, if your BMI is over 30, we might do some extra tests during the pregnancy. The implications of being overweight in pregnancy are that you will have further checks in your pregnancy, such as a glucose tolerance test. This will check to see if you have gestational diabetes. If you do develop gestational diabetes, this may well have consequences for the baby. These babies are often born quite a lot bigger. That can then have implications for the birth. One of the implications of being very overweight during a pregnancy is that it can restrict where you have your baby and your birth choices. So your local birth unit may not be willing to take you if you're over 40 on your BMI scale at the time that your baby is due. Your baby would then have to be born on the local delivery suite. Pregnancy is not the time to be going on a formal diet. However, it's a really good idea to eat more sensibly, to think about your five portions of fruit and veg a day, basing your meals around starchy foods like pasta and rice, potatoes, and really cutting down on your sugars and fats. The weight gain in pregnancy is a difficult thing to quantify because everybody is different and there's a lot more going on than just weight gain. However, the recommended is between 10 and 12.5 kilos. All good to know. There's a baby centre community group for being plus size and pregnant. It's a great way of sharing concerns, getting tips or even just venting about whatever's winding you up. Such as people commenting on your body. Exactly. We'll add the group link to our show notes. And while we're talking about the baby centre community, there are loads of groups such as birth clubs, antenatal classes and threads dedicated to almost every aspect of pregnancy and parenting from scans to recipe ideas. You name it, there's a group for it. Great point and it's a good read. Right, let's move on. What do you expect this week? Over these coming weeks, you'll probably find that various debates come up between you and your partner from what sort of buggy you want to far more important issues like whether the child will support your football team or your partners. (laughs) Uh, One common debate is names and surnames. So we thought we would explore that. Yeah, maybe you've already started the name debate with your partner and it can be a tricky one sometimes, can't it? Yeah, and it's not just the first name discussion. You may be wondering what to do about the surname as well. I oh, mean, good point. If you're not married or you're not together anymore or for whatever reason, you might have different surnames. Yeah, like me, when I got married, I decided to double barrel. So I've got my maiden name and my husband's surname, but he just kept his surname. So I remember when we were pregnant, we did have to have a chat about it because we thought, what are we going to do? But we ended up deciding that actually the kids would just have his surname. Oh, that's a really interesting way of doing it. There's quite a lot of permutations, aren't there? Yeah, I suppose if you have different surnames, now might be a good time to start discussing what surname your baby's going to take. Because there are some pros and cons, which you might already be thinking about. Yeah, sometimes the airport can be a bit tricky with different 
different names and that sort of thing. Oh, yeah, good point on that one. And choosing your first name can be tricky, can't it? I mean, what's wrong with the name Nigel? I know. I remember when I was pregnant, my husband suggested Malcolm and I was like... Are you, are you serious? Yeah. And he, he actually was. We had a suggestion <laughs> of Royston. Completely serious. Wow. Yeah. Fantastic. Didn't go for that one then. No, funny enough, we didn't. <laughs> I remember my mum telling me that my dad really wanted to call me Maud. Maud. <laughs> Although I think that's a name I that's coming you, back. I think you could carry Maud off, actually. Thanks. Yeah, I think it's coming I think back. I'm going to call you Maud from now on. Baby said to editor Joanne knows a lot about names and how people make those choices. She certainly does. She's a bit of a name guru. She's got loads of ideas and suggestions about how people choose them or where you can go for inspiration if you're a bit stuck. So it might be films, books, popular culture, or even tracing back family history around names. I definitely did that. I asked both sets of parents for all the different names in the family. We came back with Zebedee was on there. Really? Which, yeah. Wow. And Sapphire, I think there were some crazy Ooh. ones back in history. So oh, brilliant. I quite like that. Yeah, it's a really good idea. Okay, so let's hear what Joanne's got to tell us. Oh, there are so many ways in which parents choose names and they often take inspiration from relatives or friends, uh, whether that's using their actual names or, you know, listening to suggestions from family. Although having said that, you don't have to take your mother's advice on what to call your baby if you don't want to. But you may have ancestry or heritage that you want to honour or a family tradition of naming that you want to uphold. And other parents sometimes want their baby's name to have a meaning. So they may look for names that are rooted in mythology or religion or even names that have a numerological significance. Of course, many parents simply stumble across a name they love and it suits their baby, so they stick with it. The internet is brilliant for ideas. There are so many baby naming sites now. And of course, we have a baby names finder on Baby Centre as well with thousands and thousands of names. So whatever you're after, I mean, you're never really far from inspiration. Every year, Baby Centre releases its most popular baby names. And we also do a half-year set of results too, because we know that parents are really hungry for that information. So we tend to see different trends each year as a new set of parents are influenced by everything from politics to pop culture and what's on the telly. But there are some trends that do tend to come up every year or that we see are growing in popularity year on year. We're continuing to see names with deeper meanings or what we might call virtue names. So names like faith, hope, joy and grace have been gradually getting more popular. Without getting too psychoanalytical about it, maybe parents are looking for the next generation to value the things that are really important in life. And that could be influenced by politics today or by social media today. As we know, you know, both those things have gotten pretty negative in recent years. So potentially these virtue names are a kickback against that. Vintage names are always popular, but we see shifts in the types of vintage names being chosen from year to year. And this might be because parents are using their parents or their grandparents' names as inspiration. So, for example, we're seeing uh, more 70s and 80s names uh, like Michael, David, Michelle and Sarah, which actually had been out of favour for some time previously. And of course, increasingly, unusual names are fast becoming the norm. And this is largely driven by celebrities and influencers. So we tend to see trends emerging after a celeb names their baby. So for example, when Beyonce named her little girl Blue, we saw an increase in colour themed names as parents find inspiration in that idea and played around with it. So there were more scarlets, rubies, ambers and violets. 
Uh, so perhaps whilst they're not naming their baby blue or grey, as Cheryl Fernandez Versini uh, named her little boy, they're perhaps being subconsciously influenced and seduced by the idea of using colour as inspiration. I would never tell parents what to avoid. It's such a unique decision and it really should be what you want and no one else should unfairly influence that. But having said that, there are a few pitfalls to watch out for when you're going through your choices. So I think my first one would be, is it a super popular name? So we've seen our top 10 names for boys and girls remain so steady over the last few years. And that tells us that there are a lot of Olivers and Olivias out there. So if you want your child to be the only person with his or her name in their class, you might want to go for something a little less popular. And you might want to think about how your child's name would be shortened and how that might sit with their surname. So, for example, if you have a baby called Eleanor and her second name is Bo, then she might have to put up with a little bit of teasing about being Elbow, of course. And I'm sure there are much ruder examples than that, but we won't go into them at the minute. And it, it might seem obvious, but you'd be surprised how many people forget to check this. Have a think about how your baby's initials might look when grouped together. So one example we always use in the office is Willow Teresa Finnegan, which of course has the initials um, WTF. So it's not a big deal, but it might annoy you the more you think about it. So best to just double check. Thanks to Joanne. Some great suggestions there. Let's hope you get better name suggestions than we did. Okay, that's it for this week. You know the score by now. These podcasts don't replace medical advice and you should always speak to your own doctor or midwife if you have any concerns. Yep, I'll second that. We hope that you stay well, stay healthy and we'll see you next time when we'll be talking about being 14 weeks pregnant. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening to The Parent Pod. If you'd like more expert advice and information, chat to others at your stage of pregnancy or get emails tailored to you and your baby. Download the Baby Centre app now or visit babycentre.co.uk. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Just search for Baby Centre UK. All the info we cover in each episode is linked in our show notes. If you loved our podcast and found it useful, please rate and review The Parent Pod wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to share it with your partner and friends.